This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. Do you want to use AI in your marketing, but you're not sure where to start? Take a class with Trust Insights and the Marketing AI Institute. The AI Academy offers more than 25 classes and certification courses to start you on your AI journey, including our Intelligent Attribution Modeling for Marketer Certification. One membership gets you access to all 25 classes. Visit trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to learn more and enroll today. That's trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to enroll today. Are you struggling to reach the right audiences? Trust Insights offers sponsorships in our newsletters, podcasts, and media properties to help your brand be seen and heard by the right people. Our media properties reach almost 100,000 people every week, from the In-Ear Insights podcast to the Almost Timely and In the Headlights newsletters. Reach out to us today at trustinsights.ai slash contact to learn more. Again, that's trustinsights.ai slash contact. In this week's In-Ear Insights, it is the end of year. It is uh, the end of a what was simultaneously a very fast and very, very, very long year filled with more changes that anyone could have forecasted. Last time this year, we all had these you know, grand uh, marketing-based silly things like 2020 vision and stuff, and then uh, the world per- 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 you know, irrevocably changed. So we're looking back this year at the year that was and some of the things that stood out. So Katie? What, beyond the most obvious thing, the pandemic, uh, what are the things that stood out for you this year from a, a marketing and business perspective? Um, you know, I think the thing that stood out was really the agility. Um, you know, how quickly can marketing teams adapt? How quickly can they, you know, become a relevant part of a conversation versus just, you know, being five days behind? You know, how quickly can we all adapt to different trends. Um, you know, I saw an article yesterday about the top Christmas gifts this year, and I saw a couple of things on there that I was a little bit surprised to see. I think one of them was like a Mr. Coffee, like coffee maker was one of the top Christmas gifts this year. And it's, that doesn't strike me as very Christmassy, like as a gift, but it might make sense. People are home all the time and making coffee all the time. So it's like, how quickly can we adapt to what's actually going on versus what we had planned? Uh, one of the things, Chris, that we had planned for Trust Insights this year, and we had started to roll it out, what were quarterly uh, predictive analytics reports available for marketers to be able to use uh, in, in their content planning, in their ad spend planning. We rolled it out literally the day after the pandemic started. And I remember very clearly, we got an email from someone saying, I don't need this right now. I'm getting thousands of emails about, you know, the pandemic or the coronavirus. It was very, it was early March. And it just struck me as like, man, we really got that one wrong. We did. But again, you know, I think this year really did a, a painfully fantastic job of explaining the limits of some of what you can do with data and forecasting, you know, um, we have said for years. You can go back and watch all our old keynotes from you know as early back as like 2014 when we started to talk about this stuff first. That black swan events, you know, those unusual events are things that break predictive forecasts. And this was like a 700 pound swan <laughs> this year. <laughs> this will bite your arm off, um, and it showed. It showed because it changed everyone's behaviors, uh, business, people, you know, for me, one of the things that 
I always look at when you're looking at any kind of crisis situation is I, I take the tack that crisis amplifies what's already there. So people who are good become better. People who are bad become worse. And situations uh, that you're, and companies get tested to see if they are strong enough to adapt. And we saw plenty of companies this year, to your point about agility, that weren't fast enough and strong enough to, to make it. Um, and we saw plenty of companies that did, that innovated, that found the way out. We saw lots of people, you know, you and I have been working from home for three years now. Um, and I've been homeschooling, you know, my kids for, you know, 15 years. So, it, you know, that to me was not new. Um, mm -hmm. But a bunch of other things were new. I could finally get to, you know, not be a, a complete freak wearing a mask all the time. <laughs> you know, and it definitely says something to sort of, you know, you've always been a forward thinker in technology in marketing, but also it sounds like just in your, you know, everyday life, you're always trying to be one step ahead. And what also strikes me is the amount of companies. So we were just talking about how we got the timing wrong on one of the things we were rolling out, but also in some ways, the tone deafness of a lot of the messaging and, you know, trying to exploit what was going on in order to have some sort of like, you know, cutesy, snappy, like marketing campaign. And, you know, given the amount of devastation that we've experienced this year, it just feels wrong. Um, you know, I know that like sort of tongue in cheek, Chris, you pull the data on the most overused words and a lot of them were like unprecedented and so on and so forth. But the fact that those are overused because people are trying to use them to sell you something it's just, it, it just feels wrong. And I think that, you know, when we reflect on this year, one of the things that we know from asking our audience, from asking our network, is that people are exhausted. Because everybody was at home this year, marketing teams really only had digital media to work with, digital channels, emails, social ads, you know, millions upon millions upon millions of pieces of content more than was planned probably because they had nothing else that they had, you know, to serve up to their community. And it just, I think you're right. We've absolutely seen this year sort of our limits, the limits of certain teams, the limits of certain companies, our own personal limits in terms of what we're capable of giving, but also what we're capable of taking in. And I think that we need to remember that moving into next year of, you know, we're starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel, but we're not out of it yet. And so at least for the time being, we have to have more empathy and be more mindful of everybody around us, not just, you know, how many dollars can we bring in? Mindful. And the thing, the other thing is intentional. When I look at my to-do list from this year, like the literally the first page is all stuff that I didn't get to, you know, uh, all the client work got done. Um, all the, the priority stuff got done, but there's a bunch of things like coding projects and things that are just kind of languishing on the list. And that is because, at least I know myself personally, have not been intentional enough about saying, nope, this hour of the week, I'm just going to work on you know a coding project, um, regardless of what's going on, you know, no meetings during that block, etc. Uh, and I feel like in talking with others, 
a lot of other people are, are in that situation too, where uh, they haven't been as intentional enough in, in their work uh, as they want to be. And they're kind of like, well, the year got away from me. I've, we've talked to a lot of people, a lot of clients who are like, yeah, the year just got away from us. And you know, we have one client right now that's trying to scramble to make up ground <clears throat> because there wasn't that almost presence of mind uh, mm-hmm. throughout the year to keep an eye on the analytics, keep an eye on the data and go and, you know, as best as you can forecast and go, okay, this is kind of where we're going to be uh, by the end of the year. Instead of going on December one, ah, <clears throat> we are, you know, minus 40% to our goal. We should try to fix that in the next 31 days. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Mindfulness is not something that comes easily And I think that one of the reasons why we've all struggled to do things with intention and to do things mindfully is that we're literally just taking it day by day. And every day feels like there's a brand new dumpster fire. Every day there's a new crisis. Every day there's a new this, there's a new that. And it doesn't really give us that space to be mindful. And I think that, you know, yes, we can create it, but at the same time, we kind of feel guilty about taking that time when there's so many other things on fire. And so I know that for us, we usually try to take, you know, a couple of days every quarter to just sort of say, what did we do? What do we want to do? And we've skipped over that this year. We've just kind of like continued to go through, like, what are we doing today? Let's get this done. Let's get this done. And it's partly survival. And it's partly just we're emotionally and physically exhausted and don't have the resources to create that mindfulness and to create that space in order to think through what do we intentionally want to be doing. It's true. And a lot of that, you know, when you listen to, to wellness folks um, is about, you know, enforcing that, creating those boundaries, uh, making sure those boundaries exist, but it also is, you know, if you think about sort of your own internal resources, like a bank account, you know, this, this year overdrew everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what, a, what if finance experts say when, when you're essentially starting over is, is start small, but be, you know, be, be vigilant about it. Say, okay, yeah, we can't, we know we don't have the, the wherewithal to do uh, a two-day retreat every quarter, right? Um, let's start with an hour. Let's start with mm-hmm. an hour where like, this is our hour and, and nothing other than like a trip to the ER is going to change that. Um mm-hmm. And you start to build back your fortunes. You know, anybody you've, you've watched, anybody who's who has legitimately, you know, done the rags to riches a couple of times, uh, you know, without having to, to rely on on unsavory means, they start small. They find something, they latch onto it, and they grow it, and they grow it, and they get back to where they were. Maybe they even exceed where they were. Um, and I think, you know, when you look back at twenty twenty, you're right. We spent down a lot of our emotional and mental resources and we didn't invest a whole lot um mm-hmm. there was there were limited opportunities to invest and uh and it's not something i think people had in mind so going into the next year uh, folks will have to give some thoughts to whether that's important to them uh, and if it is what they'll do to really enforce those boundaries mm-hmm. the name of the game is consistency and that's something that we've kind of lost a little bit of track of again because we're just trying to navigate you know every single day between the business and personal lives and you know everything else well so let's focus a little bit on some of the good stuff uh that we learned this year especially for ourselves and within trust insights and so you know as we started talking about earlier in the conversation we definitely tried to do some things that just weren't the right time and those 
those efforts will come back at some point when the time is right. But Chris, what are some of the things that you think that we've done well this year? Um, you know, this year we've written a ton of code. Um, we, I think I've listened better to what folks have going on. You know, one of the things that we were talking about before the show got rolling is uh, this year we set up for the first time our own link shortening server for a social, for you know, what we share on social media and email. And just having uh, data insights like this, for those who are listening to the podcast, you can check the um, video version of this out on our YouTube channel. And you can see what I'm showing. It's just a list of, of pages in Google Analytics. Uh, these are all, these are not necessarily ours. This is all the links we shared. And when you look over the year, um, you get a sense of what people are interested in. Having uh, a, a finger on the pulse of what's on people's minds, I, I think is something that we've done well from a data perspective and of course from a um a community perspective this year we uh we really built up our slack community uh, analytics for markers which if you go to trustinsights.ai slash analytics for markers we're now up to almost 1500 members there um has been a a pretty significant uh effort to to grow a community again with intention uh, i think listening to folks and being able to ask uh, people questions stuff that that went very well i know from a, a personal professional development perspective the silver lining to a lot of events just kind of um having to pivot is that there is now so much uh free stuff floating around out there um you know every single conference that i would have gone to or i would like to have gone to this year was online for free and i have a backlog of like 200 sessions from a bunch of these different events that I've been going through, you know, Sunday mornings just watching and as I do chores and things and has been amazing just to see like, okay, that event not worth going to, you know, this event, like, okay, I should, we should seriously consider when it reopens, you know, going to this one. Cause it was, it, you know, just so eye opening uh, as to what's possible and being able to bring in all that information say, okay, here's, you know, a professional development plan for myself for the next year, like work on these things, build these things. We tried a bunch of new techniques and code this year that has uh, really worked out well. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that we made uh, substantial changes to a lot of our core code uh, that makes it run better. And, you know, with our, our collective feedback and client feedback, being able to say, yeah, you know what, this report that wasn't as useful um, is more useful now because you know, we gave some time and, and intent to the so what of the report. So I think from a bunch of different perspectives, there was a lot that happened this year that was inadvertently positive as a result of, of all the major changes. How about you? I think that we ha really had an opportunity to look at what kind of value were we trying to bring to the market? What kind of value were we trying to bring to our clients? And so we've seen a lot of our clients go through, you know, this crisis with the pandemic because they are consumer brands. They're directly involved, you know, with the consumers and, you know, people who are dealing with it. And so I think what we've been able to do, I think you're absolutely right. I think the listening, you know, listening better, listening more, really trying to not upsell like just anything to make a dollar, but really trying to figure out, you know, is this thing that we can do valuable to anyone? Will it help make anybody's life easier? And we've always lived by that kind of mantra, but now this year it was really explored and experimented with because we really wanted to make sure that, you know, not only were we providing value to our clients, um, 
but that moving into next year, they didn't just see it as like a stopgap. They saw it as something that they really wanted to partner with us on, uh, which I think is fantastic because that's the kind of work that we really enjoy doing is seeing other people succeed based on the work you know that we do and we can provide to them. Um, you know, so I think we definitely did a lot more uh, soul searching, if you want to call it that, in terms of what we provide. Um, but I think you know you're right. We we definitely banded together. We took a look at some of the things that we were doing, saying, "Is there an opportunity to do this better? Do we need to be doing this thing over here?" And I think that you know, despite the fact that we feel like we didn't really do a lot of things mindfully or intentionally, we did. We just didn't do it in those dedicated pockets of time. They were just spread out in drips and drabs over the years. So when you add all of those things up and we, we look at what we've done, we see that there's a lot of positive. And it's something that I would encourage, you know, other marketers and other companies to do is it's so easy to focus on all of the negative and what didn't happen to take a moment and look at all the positive. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do, you know, within this podcast. It's not our typical, you know, here's an analytics challenge, here's how we approach it. This one is a little bit more of those like soft skills, which is different for us. It's different, but you know, I, I think this year at everything got fractured, but time itself got fractured in a lot of ways. I remember mm-hmm. you know, a number of memes floating around saying, you know, 2020 was January, February, March, 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 all the months together. <laughs> and then, you know, November 3rd, November 3rd, November 3rd for the month. And then, you know, happy new year. Uh, and, uh-huh. and, and in that, in those moments, um, one of the things you do have to do is to be able to, make the best use of the time that you had. Um, I remember this one coworker used to drive me up a wall uh, years ago who you know would say with like 45 minutes or 30 minutes between meetings, oh, I can't get anything done. There's not enough time to sit down and, and get any, any deep work done. Like, well, then do something else. But you know, don't just sit there playing video games for 30 minutes, you dummy. Um, and this year having, you know, looking at calendars, looking at the, the year in the past, there's, there's a lot of fractured time. And so to your point, if you can make use of, 15 minutes between meetings and you can make use of, uh, you know, an odd block of time and make a little bit of progress on any one thing. Um, then yeah, at the end it, it does add up. It's kind of like, you know, fitness and weight loss. You, you just do a you know, workout consistently a little bit every day and, and you eventually get to your goal, but it's never, almost never something that's instantaneous. Um, looking at actually, what, hmm? go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was going to say, I would actually compare it more to sprint planning, where you have to break down your milestones into much smaller little chunks. And so that could be one of those things, you know, moving into next year, if your to-do list feels big, daunting, and overwhelming. I know something, you know, that has helped me and, you know, I do struggle with anxiety is, you know, Chris, to your point, what can I get done in 15 minutes? You know, everything feels big and overwhelming right now. Everything feels like it's going to take hours. Everything feels like it's going to be, you know, the only thing I can do today. And it's really those small incremental things, you know, that are going to help you keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yep. So looking at the the data of what people shared and were, were interested in this year, it's interesting, uh, not surprising, interesting, social media. Um, a lot of emphasis on email marketing came back this year, podcasts and stuff. And so uh, going into next year, uh, I feel like we're at a point where we've 
finally managed to reboot somewhat of our, our media landscape and have a better understanding of it now. And one of the things that uh, occurred to me over the weekend uh, is people now are at a point where they have more media than they know what to do with. I, I, we were just looking at the, the Disney Plus announcements recently, you know, and Disney Plus is creating like 21 new shows, you know, spinoffs of spinoffs and things. It's like, okay, well, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot for people to consume. And everybody who in the digital environment is trying to figure this out. Disney has abandoned movie theaters, they said. And, you know, they're focusing entirely on on streaming shows now, for, which is where they're making their investments. And so for us as marketers, we have to think, you know, how can we make our content faster and fit into those smaller blocks of time? You know, if you have 15 minutes between meetings, that's enough to read an email newsletter, at least skim it. That's not enough to listen to a live stream. That's not enough to even possibly to listen to a podcast. So, uh providing transcripts and stuff like we do with our, our show uh, makes your content a little faster. People can read like almost three times as fast as they can listen uh, to a podcast. So as we go into the new year, be sure that you're looking at your data and seeing you know, what things are getting traction, what things are not getting traction. Email has been a massive driver of business this whole year, and I don't see that changing. Uh, you know, we've said many times in past episodes, people are tired of looking at their screens all day long. You know, if they can, if they can get in, get out, and then go on and do something else, uh, they should. I think there's an opportunity for uh, marketers, and it's one of those things you have to be very selective about. But I think there's an opportunity for something like print magazines in very limited runs, or maybe even just print on demand um, uh, to make a comeback just for people to have something to do that isn't a screen, you know, a paper book, uh, possibly some kind of other interactive physical things. Again, this is not something you're going to be able to do at scale because uh, it gets crazy expensive. But maybe for your 10 best customers, maybe you do a, a limited edition, you know, quarterly piece of you know, dead tree, uh, just so that they have something to look at that isn't the normal stuff. So Katie, what do you, what's your, uh, parting advice for people going into 2021? It's the same advice that I would give them this year, you know, be gentle with yourself, you know, take things like literally one task at a time. If you're feeling overwhelmed, uh, which, you know, this year has been very easy to feel, uh, people who didn't previously struggle with anxiety are now experiencing anxiety for the first time. And those of us with anxiety, it's only been amplified. And sometimes it feels like you can't get anything done. And so, you know, tackling your to-do list, tackling the goals of your company, if you're a smaller company, even if you're at a larger company, you know, breaking it down into smaller increments so that you can see, I did this one thing and it pushed me more towards my goal. I did these two things and it pushed me closer to my goal. You may not be able to see all of the progress all at once. And Chris, to your point, it's a lot like working out. I can ride my bike for 60 minutes one day. I'm not instantly gonna have a six pack. I have to continue to do these things consistently, you know, incrementally in order to get those results. And I think that that's sort of where a lot of us, our headspace is, is I need, I need results now. I need something instantaneous. I need something to cling to. I need something good but really breaking it down and doing those smaller bits and pieces are what are going to get you there and make it sustainable. Yep. So from us to you, we hope you had a good enough year, right? Um, <laughs> we hope that you have a safe and happy holiday season. And here's hoping for everybody in 2021 uh, that we have an equally safe, healthy, and prosperous year. I've avoided making substantial predictions uh, because we just don't know what's going to happen, but we can say with moderate 
moderate certainty that by the this time next year, things will look closer to the to the world we used to know than they do right now. Um, we don't know the exact timing of what's going to happen, but it's a pretty good bet that a lot of stuff will be starting to to get back to normal. Um, so be ready. Be ready for change. Change is not slowing down. It's going to be even faster next year. So be ready for it. Know that's going to happen uh, and ride that wave as best as you can to, to bring yourself to business success. Thank you for listening and watching to everything that Trust Insights did this year. And we hope you have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.